they've got to find a coach or a guide that can say, I see some skills you might be able to improve. And I see some ways that we could use a strategy to get where you're going. And to allow us as entrepreneurs to stop for a minute and say, am I dead serious about making that transition? Hey entrepreneurs, are you going full speed just trying to keep up? Do you feel you have more losses than wins? For years, I was rushing to get to the next thing. There was always something that I had to learn before the thing I actually needed to learn. I felt like I was running in the wrong direction and moving even further away from my goals. So the big question is, how do you stop the craziness? How do you get to your next win? Well, this podcast will give you the answer. Join me on my journey as we have real conversations about struggles, successes, and tips so we can get you quicker, faster results, no fluff, and get you to your next win now. Hey everyone, welcome to a very special episode of Win the Hour, Win the Day, and I am your host, Chris Ward. Now today we have Jenny Clark in the house. Now Jenny, now hear me out because you might think, hmm, what is this going to have to do with me? But very, very much so. Jenny works with veteran entrepreneurs that support the U.S. military in services and technology. Now you think that has nothing to do with what you're doing? I get it, I get it, I get it. But Jenny's what I would call you a graduate from Win the Hour, Win the Day. I'm all about that your business should support your life and not consume it and all that fun stuff. Now, Jenny has worked with me in the past, and I wanted to ask Jenny some questions and really give you guys some insight so that when you're in the dark recesses of your office and wherever that may be, you're hiding in a closet because somebody in your family is looking for you, you're trying to get one more email in, or you're just so stressed out, you're getting up earlier and earlier as so many people say, oh yeah, well, I start work at 9 a.m., but actually I do a couple hours before that, and then they're not even counting that work. It's this sort of dark underground horrid life that so many entrepreneurs are living. So I wanted to have Jenny in here and give us some real insight to the before and after because she, she's got some funny stories and she, let me tell you people in case she doesn't say it, she is a sassy, tough cookie. So when I saw her crumbling and falling apart, I thought, whoa, whoa, there is so much behind this story. Welcome to the show, Jenny. Well, thank you so much, Chris. It's great to be here and to relive my journey with you. And <laughs> your pain. Okay. I was so lucky. I connected with Jenny on, on LinkedIn. I think she'd heard me on a podcast. She read my book. She reached out and we started working together one-on-one -on -one coaching. So what I, this, this isn't, and I want to be clear, this isn't like a big pitch for me. What I want you to understand is the suffering is unnecessary. I believe that that which does not, that the, which doesn't kill you makes you tired, not stronger. I think it makes you tired. So Jenny, could you just give us an idea of before we start working together, how many hours a week, a week were you working? How exhausted, how fed up? What, what, would, what was your spiral looking like as you were sort of going down that dark road? Oh my gosh, it's like admitting your deepest, darkest secrets. And then you find out all the other entrepreneurs that you talk yeah. to are also working on, I don't know, 14 hour days and working on Saturdays and Sundays and never taking any time off. And I wasn't that bad, but at the same time, it seemed like every time I was with my family or whatever, I'd still be opening my phone and thinking, there's one more thing on LinkedIn I should respond to. If I don't, I might miss out. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. the killer part of it. Uh, so now what I've really gotten down to is I, working with you, reset some priorities, got a lot of clarity about what was possible for me. 
And instead of going down the run it fast as you can path that I was on, you said, you know, there's some options on that. Let me jump in here because let's not skim over that. So when I met you, I would say of our appointments, three out of five, you were late for or you'd miss. Um, and I think the, the most shocking thing to me was because you're just, you know, you're you deal with the military, you deal with high end stuff, you deal with real, you know, type A macho, you know, alpha dog type people. So you hold your own. And when you said to me after we had made some significant gains a couple months in, you said, oh my gosh, Chris, I'm really making progress. And I thought, well, this is great. And you said to me, it's been two days since I, I, have cr- I haven't cried in two days out of frustration, like that angry, fed up, I can't do this. How do I keep up cry? And I thought, oh my gosh, this, is, this was a real accomplishment for you. You're like, I'm starting to do better. It's been a couple of days since I was really angry and cried. So that was a dark spot you were in. And I know you said to me, you were so exhausted and you were working insane hours, like two o'clock in the morning. You were always trying to keep up and you just felt like you were barely holding it together. And can you tell us a little bit more about what that felt like? Well, it felt like, oh my gosh, I'm so close to the right answer. And the next day I wake up to get to the same point. I'm so close to the right answer and never feeling like I was getting there. And it's like, if you're climbing up a mountain and or running up a hill and every time you turn around it's like did that hill just get higher yeah and it's really that i was creating the height of my own hill it wasn't that anything else was moving it had to be my mindset that changed it had to be me recognizing that i've got to set the priorities i've got to control my time and i've got to be clear about it for myself Well, there is. And can I remind you, because this is the hard part when you interview somebody that has had such significant growth, because now you're in a totally different mindset. You can't even relate to that other one. Because at the time you were trying to do everything yourself. And we talked about building a team and how, you know, you were running this big annual event and then you'd be up at two o'clock in the morning trying to fix something on Canva because you're the only one that could do it. And then you're over here dealing with high end finances and accounting spreadsheets. And then you're trying to make all you had no, no automation, no system. Everything was just sort of like putting fires out or reacting, right? So, and I think too, when we first started working together, which I hear 100% of the time, you'd say, Chris, you don't understand my industry. It's very different, right? And I'm like, okay, well, it's still a business. So let's see what we can do. So you were what I referred to as when I'm being back in the day, I was hysterical, Chris, you were hysterical, Jenny, right? So you were doing it solo. You were all by yourself. You thought you were the only one that had to do everything. And you were in constant hysterical reaction mode. And you're working crazy hours. Is that correct? Absolutely. I call it left-hand Jenny and right-hand Jenny. Right. Yeah. So I'm left-handed. So when I'm on track, I can see where my path is and I can go down there. But the problem is right-hand Jenny's always like this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it was systems and processes. And I think the things that you showed me that I could do saved me so much time it's like oh my gosh i use this temmy thing all the time now yeah it was the little things about well instead of typing all this up endlessly why don't you dictate it instead of doing this why don't you do video and that shift made a huge amount of difference so it wasn't just time saving it was marketing mindset that you brought in like get in the voice get in the head of your customer and it's like takes so long to get the understanding of what those terms were, it was like we were speaking two different languages and mine was not English. 
No. And it was so funny too, because you had this annual event that like, like all my clients I work with, what happens is you're good at what you do. And then you want to start having a bigger and bigger impact in your audience. So you were you know, getting organized to this big event you'd have once a year, which was causing you undue stress because of course you needed more and more time to do it. And you were caught up in the work of your business. Right. And I remember saying to you, like, you know, you, if you want to make, you know, start leveraging your time and have a bigger impact, you have to start doing videos and getting out there. Cause you were so trapped in being, you know, under the desk, making notes, working on three computers in the dark by yourself. And then I remember again, when I suggested, okay, if you want to do this and you want to start making more money, less time and leaning in and leveraging yourself, we have to get your face out there. And I suggested you had a strong audience on LinkedIn. Let's do some LinkedIn videos which you did start to tear up. <laughs> you were like, I can't do this. I'm up to two o'clock in the morning. How am I going to do this? And the first time you did it, if you remember, it took you all of Sunday to do like two, three minute videos. And now it's hilarious because it wasn't but a couple months after that, that I was on LinkedIn doing mine in my own business. And there comes up a thing that says Jenny Clark is trending. You had so much traction on these videos. And I'm like, you thought it was like, I, it was like, I asked you to get, get undressed and run into the streets. Right. Like, oh my gosh. Right. Well, so, it absolutely was because yeah. I can remember when you told me to do that. And I was like, she wants me to, I, in my head, I'm making up what I'm supposed to do. And it sounds yeah. like a lot of work. I have to write a script. I have to do this. I have to figure out what I'm going to say. And I yeah. just want people to, I just want people to call me on the phone and say, Hey, Jenny, here's some money. And it wasn't but, working that way. So I took, no. I, I went into my kitchen and I put a piece of red on the background and I videoed myself for like three hours. And you yeah. said, well, that perhaps was overhill kill. But the main thing that you taught me is the last one's always the best one. So whatever it takes yeah. you to get to the last one. Yeah. And you know, it's really interesting because you say you wanted people just to pick up the phone and call you and do business with you. But in fact, you couldn't keep up with the business you had. Oh no, no. You like, that was the problem is you were, you never mind. You wanted to be influencer, which you really are now author. And you've got this community that's built around you, but you couldn't, I said to you, you can't handle more business. So you want these people to call without doing these videos. We need to leverage it. We need to change it one to many. Right. So that did change for sure. And of course, as, as you all know, I'm a marketing strategist. So sometimes a marketing bleeds into the win the hours stuff. But what happens is I wasn't just telling you that, you know, as a marketing strategist, you had to do that. But more importantly, as a win the hour person, you needed to have a bigger audience where you showed up and impacted more people in less time because you couldn't keep up with the one-to-one -one stuff anymore. And it wasn't what you wanted to do. Well, you're absolutely right about that because I would sit down and look at my calendar and think I need to produce more income. And my old way of doing that would have been to get more clients, but I was in this yeah. trap of either you're working on the business or you're getting the business, but you're not doing what you need to do to grow it. And now it's like changed my entire mindset, realizing that I have to be able to reach more like 10,000 people a year yeah. than 10, because yeah. otherwise what I'm trying to do to make changes in this industry won't happen. As you know, I'm really tied in with the veterans population. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like every time I see a veteran entrepreneur succeed in federal contracting, no, no, it is not only pulling tax dollars into a local community, which makes me happy, but it's also meaning that they're going to hire a bunch of other veterans. Yeah. And that really brings a lot of stability to communities and it just fits with everything I want to do. So I just want to let them know to do it. 
So it's like your life mission. So you, again, like everybody else, you had not only you wanted a business, but you had this urging passion why you thought this was so important, which again, as you know, as an entrepreneur, when you're exhausted and you've had three hours sleep, that urging passion turns into frustration. You just feel like, why can't, like, this is a good mission. Why can't I get to it? Right. So tell me what, what were some of the things you were blaming in your life? Like I tell people all the time, you have this argument in your head. Well, once I get caught up or once this happens, what were the excuses you're making when you're sort of always missing the mark? Oh my gosh. It's, it's almost like you have a checklist of them. And I think that that would be a great exercise for anybody to go through is have a pretend conversation of you with yourself about something that you think is quite impossible and go through every list of excuses until you think you've exhausted them. Yeah. Because number one, it was, I don't have the time. Yeah. Number two, I don't have the money. Number three, I don't know how to do that. Number four is my favorite one. My grandson uses now. He just says, I know wanna, yeah, I yeah, don't yeah. want to. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. like, you start doing that. You've got to change your beliefs around what you're doing yeah. and give yourself a reason to say, this is going to be fun because if it's not fun, find another way, because that just means you're headed down the wrong way. I mean, why be, um, why not be floating down the river instead of uh, trying to swim up? A hundred percent. And you know, that's a really good point because what happens so often is you think, oh, if I could only do this, or if this change or that change. And what happens is you're not changing your strategy or your structure. And that's, people will say, some people will say to me, oh, I'm not very organized. And I say, that's great because the organized people, myself included once upon a time, a long time ago, you think, well, I just need to be more organized. And you're not changing the structure. You're just winding yourself up really tight within this, within the same principles that what got you here is not going to get you to where you want to be, right? So oh, Absolutely. And I think the other thing is you were always saying, well, Jenny, you're just moving around the chairs on the sinking ship, the Titanic, yeah. right? <laughs> yes, that's, that sounds harsh, but I have said that you're reorganizing the, the patio furniture on the Titanic. Like it, it doesn't matter, right? Because you think, well, Chris, you don't understand my industry. If I just did this and I just did that, and I'd say, look, you're just reorganizing furniture on the Titanic. Like that's not going to change anything. And I was here to help. So yes, I am known for giving direct, but sometimes when it's repeated, it back to me like oh that's that could sound harsh well, but yeah people's attention and that's what I liked about working with you sometimes I didn't want to hear what you had to say but if I would just you know think about it a little while I could say you know she's right where and we have to think about where do we come up with these ideas on our own and if it's not working and you ask for help and the person that you're paying to help you gives you the help you should yeah. take it yeah yeah and for me, this is, uh, I just want to create a movement because I do believe your business should support your life, not consume it. And that, you know, you shouldn't have to sacrifice your everything, your family time with you. You had a brand new grandchild and you were like, I never get to see him. This is crazy. And I, and when I do, I'm exhausted. And, you know, it was just horrible. And it's like, that's not the sacrifice you should be making for the business. The business should be supporting those dreams you have, like, you know, that kind of stuff. So I'm really big on that. That's why this is so such an important discussion, because as you said, I think this is done in isolation because then what that happens is you start thinking about self-doubt or this or that or whatever. So what was some of the biggest surprises for you when, when you started to make that turn, realizing like, oh my gosh, look how much more productive I am in less time when I'm not exhausted all the time. Well, it's, it's having time to take care of things that I need to take care of so I can feel settled. As you know, I moved in March 
Yeah. And it took a lot of extra work to get all settled and everything else. And then I'm trying to cope with COVID like everybody else and really pivot in where I'm going with my business. And at the same time, I'm not able to take care of certain things that I should be getting done. And it's just such a relief. The other day, I finally, the first time since I've moved here, cleaned out my car. <laughs> but you know, it's like you live in this clutter and you don't notice it and you don't give yourself enough time. And that clutter in my car was a symbol of clutter in my life. And if you're working in clutter, you're not loving and prioritizing what you value anymore. And so you start to lose yourself. So now it's a cluttered car that bothered you for a couple of weeks. But when we started working together, it looked like a bomb went off in your office and you were running off three and four computers because one just wasn't enough. You didn't want to close down the tab. So you were just like, like, you know, like one of those cartoon characters that don't blink. Right. So now you're like, oh, it's been a couple of weeks and my cluttered car is bothering me. Like what a, what a, what a shift. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So your hours, I, I think you said in the past too, you were looking at guaranteed, you got at least a day back a week for sure. Right. right. And you work like, you know, before you were working like 14 hours a day and now you're working like taking afternoons off and stuff with your grandchild. Is that correct? Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. And, and it's like, it's, it's setting up to finish things. And I think that was the biggest thing that I was doing is I was in such uncertainty about certain things that. I would get them about 70 or 80% finished. Then I would start working on something else. So I never went yeah. back to the original task. And I will tell you that using Basecamp has been yeah. one of the biggest tools that you showed me. And I can't say that I'm perfect at it, but there were so many skills that I needed to learn from somebody that would teach me how to run it from an entrepreneur showing an entrepreneur, which is a lot different than the way if you go to a class, they're not talking about that. They're talking about, if you're more efficient at an hourly rate job, you're just going to work harder. Yeah. But what we're talking about is how do you work more efficiently and how do you use the tools and how to use it to get your time and your life back? Yeah. And Jenny's referring to Basecamp. We happen to use Basecamp, but any project management platform, what a big part of what we do is when you're teaching someone how to create their win team, their what is next team, it's not just, okay, hiring and onboarding. That's great. Cause I, I had another client said, oh my gosh, I did that. I did it well, she said, and then she'd have to replace them every eight months. So there is a big issue there. It's about the infrastructure, what we call toolkits. So you can grab this and duplicate it and become more and more efficient. I kind of Compare it to if you've ever had the misfortune of te teaching a child how to tie a shoe and you think, oh my gosh, how did I ever learn? And your tongue hanging out, the knuckles are white, where now you can tie your shoe while you're chewing a sandwich and looking for your keys, right? And so it just doesn't take that brain power, whereas what you're describing before, you were trying to do all things at once and keep an eye on everything. Like I'll just run back and forth between my emails and all my work and keep an eye on it. But now you have these toolkits and strategies that allow you to you know, duplicate, create, leverage your work. So you're not running around, where's that, remembering that. And you're handing more work off. Like now you can hand a bunch of work off because everyone's just following the toolkits, right? Oh my gosh, that has been transformational because before I couldn't get anybody to help me because I couldn't write it down. Yes. And that was the whole thing. It was like, everything was like a, a I'd sit down and make a list and five pages later, I'd see the list and I would just burst into tears. Couldn't do anything yeah. with it. But now that we've put in some regular practices and routines, I've got other people working for me and doing it. It's so great to be able to get a text from them that said, oh, I took care of that weeks ago. I don't have to keep up with everything myself because I got focused enough 
to say, this is what my, where my time should be spent. And this is where my time should not be spent. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest part of what you showed me is how to really value of the time you're spending, make sure it counts. And I think too, especially for you, where your work is so high end academic with numbers in the military, like so many entrepreneurs, you clump that into everything. So I would try to talk to you about, well, yes, Jenny, you need to be doing this, but there's eight other things before that happened that you don't need to do, but you thought they were all under sort of in one big bucket. And so you were just, you know, fried out and frizzled out where now all of a sudden you realize eight of those things don't need any aspect of your skill set to duplicate the work and prep it for you so that you go in and just take, you know, just do the two steps necessary. So then sort of here's a technical term. Everybody write this down. The declumping, <laughs> the declumping of your work. That was such a huge awakening when I saw you understand that finally, like it lit up in your eyes because so many entrepreneurs, you know, it's like a, I always say even a brain surgeon is pre and post work that he doesn't need to be doing. And everyone thinks it's all under one umbrella. So I really saw things change for you when you understood that. It really made a big difference because before, if I needed to do something, I would make the entire list of what I would, would do. And I would try to do it all at once. Yeah, yeah. And now what's really great is I can say, well, you know, Friday, I do my Freedom Friday, which you helped me get started. Yeah. And yeah. all that is, is a 30 minute call in with a bunch of people. There's not a lot of prep and it lets me be Oprah. Cause you know, I call yeah. myself the Oprah of government contracting. Yeah. So yeah. once I set up the dates and the platform and the other stuff, I can say, well, now I don't have to send the email. Somebody else can send the email. Yeah. I can record it, but somebody else can produce it. And that has been a big, big piece of freedom right there. Yeah. And it really all started with saying, I am doing Freedom Fridays on Friday. It was like yeah. putting that little block in the sand of my calendar. Well, there was that, but also you had come really far before you committed to that because prior to that, you would have done that one Friday and picked it up 12 Fridays later and then picked it up for two Fridays. So you were, you were really at a, at a turning point when that happened for you, but the consistency is definitely there, but also how little time it takes out of your calendar and then the yields you're getting back as far as you know your platform rising in your community has been huge. So, so it's really awesome. It's, we're so happy for you to sort of be so open and honest with your, your learning points and pains. So really, you know, tell us one last thing. What does it look like? Really, what were you were showing up looking like before or now? Or, you know, really just how does it feel like? Just give us anything as far as, oh, you never want to go back to the other way. It, it feels like freedom. Mm. I think that's in a lot of ways, that's what we're all looking for. And um, having a vision of what I want to get at the end, because for so often you're even too busy to think about what would I yeah. do if I had time off? And all you can think of, if I had time off, I'd sleep. Yeah. yeah. And now yeah. my goal is to uh, find a house on a biking trail so that I can have this particular room set up for my work and I can close it down and just being able yeah. to take off for the weekends and say, I know that I've done enough productive work that yeah. I don't need to do anything for three days and yeah. enjoy it. And that's yeah. been the biggest difference right there is just, uh, it gives you freedom to get your time back and to use it however you want to. I joke now with my new clients. I tell them I they're like DUI pictures. I think that I should get a picture when I first meet them because their their eyes are all wild and their you know their hair is a mess. It looks like a DUI picture. And then you know 
six weeks later, all of a sudden his one client said to me, oh my gosh, I went like six months without a day off. And now I don't work evenings and weekends. And, and next weekend she said, I'm taking a long weekend. Like, this is crazy. Right. And then it sounds ridiculous, but people show up and their hair looks brushed and they look calmer. And, you know, it's not wearing this, the same hoodie two days in a row because you spilled coffee on it, but you, you weren't even out of it long enough to change whatever. So yes, if you're out there living the life, you're not alone. And I think that is really what breaks my heart is so many people think they just beat themselves up. They think, oh, it's just me. Oh, once I get caught up, once this happens, whatever. So final words, Jenny, to give the, give our audience some hope. If they, if you can do it, they can do it too. Tell us, uh, give us some inspiration, no pressure. Well, definitely. I give you full permission to go back into our old files and find a picture <laughs> of me in the before situation and where I am in the after situation, because it's, Everybody has to, to get up to the next level of their business, they've got to find a coach or a guide that can say, I see some skills you might be able to improve. And I see some ways that we could use a strategy to get where you're going. And to allow us as entrepreneurs to stop for a minute and say, am I dead serious about making that transition or am I just going to continue to flop around? Yeah. And that's a really good point. And I, I you know what, I, I want to address this one little word called coach, because to, unfortunately, you know, there's a lot of coaches out there where you show up every week and they assign you a bunch of homework and then you show up and they cheer you on where I know if you remember with us is we're in there sleeves rolled up. Let's get this done. Let me, we'll do it during the call. Jenny, we'll set you up. Can you maintain this? Like, so I, I you know, can you speak to that for a minute? Because I, I take great pride in that. We're not just sitting there cheering you from the sidelines. Like it's big results, no fluff. And, and I think there's so many people out there that have just been sort of, um, Oh, they've just had some bad experiences with coaches where I, I really like to say, you know, we it's done for you or with you. Oh, absolutely. It's very much hands on because I have a problem in front of me and I would just save it up until you came on <laughs> and then we would do it together because if I don't have you working with me while I'm doing it, I'm not learning. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so important to me. And if I just ship it to you and you do it, well, that means that I'm going to do that all the time. So you're right. It's yeah. not coaching that we're looking for. It's somebody that's going to work with us yeah. and say, we're going to get to the next level. And you did that in so many different situations by exposing me to tools that I'd never heard of and really changing my mind about some of the things that I needed to do and some of what I didn't. And it's definitely though a mindset shift that made yeah. me able to go from where I was to where I am. And um, yeah, I'm just very grateful to you for that all, Chris. <laughs> Well, you're very kind, Jenny. And as I said to you, when I first met you, you are a bright light and we wanted to shine you brighter. So I'm so glad you're out there doing that now. Uh, I thank you for your honesty and sharing this with my audience, because I really just, I, I really do want people to have fun with their business and just feel that freedom that you have now. And, uh, and I just reach out to me in any way. And, you know, there's several entry points to work with us at several very affordable price points because business should be fun. It should support your life, not consume it. I have been where you are, where anything that wasn't work was an interruption from work. And that's just a horrible way to live. So thank you again, Jenny, for sharing your time. Anyone wants to connect with Jenny or learn anything about what she does? She is all over LinkedIn. <laughs> Jenny Clark, C-L-A-R-K. She is all over LinkedIn. Thank you, Jenny. The biggest gift anyone could give is their time and we appreciate yours. Thank you.
Thank you so much, Chris. Thanks. Hey guys, I'm super, super excited to share with you right now. We are gearing up to do a crazy, amazing launch with the outsourcing playbook for busy entrepreneurs on Black Friday. We are going to have a spectacular Black Friday special. And this is full, chock full of amazing content. It's really about creating your win team so you get to what is next, what is next, so that you can get ideas to implementation and really make your ambitions come alive. So get on the waiting list, www.comingsoonfromchris, K-R-I-S.com. Coming soon from Chris, K-R-I-S.com. Chris, K-R-I-S.com.